0: You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow, grow, And go. And, uh, but I want to just share the Lord leads me along this line about how our worship releases the power of God. And so I want to go to um, the book of Revelation. That was my jumping off text. And this is, the, this is a view into the future, into heaven, where if you know Jesus, you're headed. Amen? Amen. If you don't know Jesus, we'll have an altar call at the end. And uh, if you're not flowing with the Lord, you got some things with your life, we'll get rid of them at the church. So you can be sure that you're headed in that direction. Let's go to verse... Um, 6. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. Chapter 4 of Revelation. In the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. And the first living creature was like a lion. And the second living creature was like a calf. And the third living creature had the face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within... And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, I'm reading that, but how is it really being said over there? It must sound like the, if they said that God's voice sounds like the roar of many waters, it has to be that kind of category. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. for you created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Who's going to give that to God? We will when we sing to him and glorify him and worship him. For you, are, you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Father, make this word alive to our hearts. Lord, we want to step in 2022 with a new relationship with Jesus deeper, more intimate, more real than we've ever experienced in our lives. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen? Amen. 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 We were created to worship God. It's our first calling. It's our first ministry. My great mentor, Norval Hayes, who's in heaven right now. I wonder what he's doing. Talking with Brother Hagan, I'm sure. Um, the Lord, he had several visitations. One of the visitations, Jesus showed up and he talked about the worship in the church. Jesus talking to him. He said, my people don't worship me enough. He says, yeah, Lord. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I can see that. And then then the Lord says, neither do you. (laughs) And so Norval says, is that right? (laughs) I can hear him say that. Is that right? You know what the Lord went on to say? He said, if my people would truly worship me. Isn't is saying this? The poverty, the sickness, the hardships that plague my people begin to lift. We forget this element, which is so crucial. Our life. Of how we worship God. I'm not talking about just here. We're going to talk about your life and my life. And we need to have a fresh challenge. In fact, the principles in the word you need to go over. I mean, repeatedly. Like I want to do a series later on on faith. You need to hear it. Well, I know. No, no, no. And a lot of what we do, there is a difference between the soul and the spirit. A lot of what's done in church is soulish. Waving banners is not spiritual. It's soulish. Putting on leotards (laughs) and dancing is not spiritual. It's soulish. I mean, I know, well, they do it. People come to me. I like to have a flag. I say, well, you can have a flag at home. But we don't flag here. Why don't we flag? Aren't you? Are you against flags? No, I'm not against flags. I'm for flags. Just not here. Because when you step over into the soulish realm and lift that up to God, it shuts down the move of the spirit. It's like putting brakes on a car when you're trying to go down the road. But the church can't understand that. Remember I shared on Sunday. Did I share about that? I think a little bit. Or who did I share that with? You know, I just I'll never forget it. We were in Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. This is taken, I'm gonna repeat what I said if you weren't here. You can hear first time for those who are here. DOS. Segundo. And they spent about a year putting all the churches around the southeast to come together. And we were part of it, my wife and I, we were part of the choir. 2,000 person choir in the stadium at the back. Like 50 drums, you should hear them. Drums are not the great when people get out, you know, saying it's more like a noise. But it's okay, it was just giant. Just boom, 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 boom. pianos lined up by the score, like all the way across. Piano, pi- I mean, pianos, every instrument. And so we were going to worship God. As, as a group, and make it as an event. It was called America Rise. It was huge. It was great. I'll never forget it. We were out there. It was that evening. The stadium was about half full. We took the back third, and we're leading. Oh, man, this building, can you imagine 40,000 people, just intense worship. you got some of the best worship leaders in the country are there leading worship, taking turns. And man, it's building, and it's building, and it's building, and it's building. And then they brought out the flags in a way that was like gigantic. They had hundreds of them dressed in white leotards. I think the leotards turns God off. (laughs) They had all kind of stuff, and then they had this white stallion. And a man dressed like Jesus, he's kind of prancing down there, and they're doing, and all it choreographed. I mean, I were out there watching the whole stadium. It was like, forget the marching bands at halftime. This blew that right out the door. This has got banners and white and gold and. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da, da-da, da-da. <laughs> <laughs> the presence that was there. When, we never got it back. Never got it back. We tried. Lord, I lift your name on high as best as you could sing it. It just, it just, it just, it just, it just, it just. just, I told my wife. I said, "That's kind of a letdown." We're up there, and then the preachers came. You remember them? Out of nowhere. Like, it was like, sh- shoot out, okay, corral. They came sauntering. I mean, who said you got to saunter up through the whole field? Four of them. I knew some of them. Spread out apart. It was like a gunslinger thing with the Bibles. More killing of anointing. Because Jesus says in John chapter 4, let's just go there. Um, Remember the woman was talking about the the woman of Sychar, the woman at the well? The woman that Jesus told everything about her? And so she said, well, you Jews say you got to worship at Jerusalem, but we Samaritans say. Had another place. we got to work, worship at this mountain that's behind us. This is where we worship. Jesus said, you know what? It's not where you worship. It's not the soulish. It's not the building. It's not the location. It's not the banners. Part of the reason my wife outlawed banners is because we were in churches. Remember that, honey? On the front row. We've been cut by banners. Physically. They have a little gold, uh, like a metallic thing about three foot long they're dancing you get to go now you're drawing blood now I'm suing this where I go. this I'm wish I was making it up in fact this one service I was going God what is going on with the charismatic church remember that they had crystals Hanging up from the ceiling on a fishing line. Then some guy came out with a sword. And he's waving it around. I said, don't get near me. I'm telling you, what, I'm about ready to run out of here. You know what's so sad? That big church shut down. Because if you... Get off from the Spirit of God. He'll just leave. You he said, he'll leave? Oh, yeah. That's what makes churches dead. What? He's not there. Well, what Scripture? Oh, I got Scripture. In the book of Revelations 2 and 3, he warned those churches. He said, beware lest I come and take my candle from your place. The candle is the presence of God. It's that an anointing on that house. It, that helps explain why some churches are as cold as a air freezer. Really. No presence. Nothing. But when you truly understand that your spirit man, your recreated spirit, God made it. And his first ministry... Is for him. Amen. Amen. And praise and worship, they're kind of a, two sides of a coin. We praise God for what he's done, the works he's done, how he's delivered us, how he's, whatever the great things that God has done, his creation. The worship is another angle. And it talks about really it's you're worshiping him for who he is, yes. that he is a holy God. That he's a mighty God. And. The charismatic movement. Which began in the late 60s. And began to grow in the 70s. Basically brought the music that people play all over the earth. It was the charismatic movement. Because before then. Every Baptist. Like an Andy Stanley, Stanley. Would be singing out of a hymn book. It was the Holy Ghost led songs that were birthed from the Spirit. And not just, and I love the hymns. A lot of those hymn writers had spiritual words. I love the hymns, don't get me wrong. But how many remember the song leaders? (laughs) Turn to number 329. We'll be singing the first and the third stanzas. Remember those? And they do this. (laughs) Remember that? And it was wonderful to a degree. I mean, I've been in churches where they have no music. I won't mention that denomination. The guy gets a parrot, turn to him so-and-so. He's got a little he really every song. And then he lead it, and we all go that's how we do it. And so we had a level, but when we came over being spirit-filled. And coming over into the songs that were just sung by the spontaneous. We need to go back to more spontaneous singing. We got to get out of our little boat. Well, what happens if I mess up? If that's why I sometimes like to mess up a surface on purpose. People don't like me for it. Just to, let's see. Can I crash this? Because people go, it doesn't fit. The, the, you, you, you're ruining the checklist. Good, let me just stomp a little while I'll just do something absolutely against the checklist. <laughs> we become so production-oriented. Sometimes I chafe at it. I just, and I realize that's why Brother Ted Shellsworth said, the thing that kills the anointing in services more than anything else, than anything else is multiple services. Because you, under one service, you got to push against the second service. And then because you have one service a certain way, well, you're kind of obligated to do it somewhat that way. But one service, get ready, it's coming. You said, when we're going to end? We don't know. Don't put your roast in the oven. It might be a sinner by the time you get back, maybe gone. That pastor killed another good roast. because but there is a hunger in young people for the reality no listen I and and they want the reality of the presence of the Holy Spirit religion is soulish the Pharisees the Sadducees who were sad you see because they just stuck with their it was a form it was a form now here's the danger We can get into forms. You can be spirit-filled, love God, but get into forms. We get into forms. I made up my mind when I was there the first time. We got spirit-filled. My whole family got spirit-filled. If you know where we came from, English background, conservative, one step above Anglican. I start off at the Anglican church. I remember being in England. This is where they have doors on pews. They lock you. No kids. They just in there kid and they have ushers to patrol it I said my God I'm here you took communion they let you out you went down you knelt I remember the kids couldn't take it back then I remember that the kids no kids in the cage shut the door I remember that and so we went to the next level I won't mention that one but still there, <laughs> at the corner of Peachtree <laughs> North Avenue. Uh, but when we got over to the Holy Ghost, it was like a dam bursting, and just worshiping for an hour. When we started this church. We, then we, we used to worship about an hour. Our service and we for our worship, our word, half hour or so ministry. When you, when you came to our church, you got churched. We, don't, we didn't play. Then we started cutting it back a little bit because of people and getting get people out. The more it gets you kind of beginning to morph our way. But we're going to morph our way back. <laughs> In Jesus' name. I'm telling you what, we are got to move our way back. And uh, (laughs) so I'm in this church. I'm spirit-filled now. I'm spirit-filled. A young man, spirit-filled. And uh, I remember going to this first meeting. We went in 1975, Kenneth Copeland, three services a day in the Masonic Lodge, Masonic Hall of Decatur, Illinois. Big old thing. That's the first time I met Jerry Seville. Jerry Seville had been, meet, had been sharing, I think, with Brother Kenneth for maybe two, three years, maybe four years, five, something like that. He was new. I remember he had no suit. He had a golf shirt and some, like, jeans. Uh, Kenneth always dresses in a three-piece back then, tie and hair slicked back. And I remember Jerry... You know, just so laid back. Every now and again, you just get up there. I got a word. He gave a tongue interpretation. Never heard that in my life before. Powerful worship, powerful the word, powerful. So I'm getting more and more filled. I'm going to. I'm going to everything charismatic. We're still going to this church because we're trying to. Now we're trying to get them over. <laughs> just leave. I don't want to win them over. No, you don't want to win them over. You just need to leave because. How can two walk together unless they're agreed? And we're in constant disagreement. And I knew, it, I knew it hit the limit in this church when a sister that I knew by my age got filled with the Holy Ghost. She had a profound, powerful, powerful voice. Well, she's giving a solo. Right after we did the offering, we'd have this organ three stories high. And it voice. that was that was always in there it was always in there they're proud of that organ i'm not against organ everything if it's in the spirit is majestic amen but then so she's up to the sing. and then she starts singing and i mean the holy ghost bam he's all over the place i mean they had never had a singer like that it was just lifting me in. i'm in the middle i'm in this church about 1600 people sit sit there and this thing is, I just, I'm just being, I just can't contain myself. At the end of it, I went, because I'm spirit-filled now. And it's coming up. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> you don't do that in a church I went to. The loudest thing you were allowed was a, hmm. That was a, but nothing past that. When I said, hallelujah, our pastor who had gray robes with purple and with crosses he looked around like someone had shot a gun. <laughs> I'm not a kidding. Ushers begin patrol. I'm not exaggerating a bit. They're looking for the culprit. Who was it who did this? And I'm kind of like, my God. You know, what? that was my sign that my days were over. Because I, I feel like if we did it again, they'd take me to the church prison, which is in the basement. <laughs> for shouting out of turn. Because everything has got to be very regimented and very organized. It has to be from the number 309, 432. And some guy makes up which verses you sing. You could tell some guys would be leading singing. They were, and you know they were full hymn people. Verse number one, two, three, four. We'd always sing all of them. But other guys, more. I want to hit more hymns, so I just do one or two. But you got over to the Holy Ghost and everything shifted. And the focus was get over to the presence. The focus was take a lot of time. The focus was wait on the Lord. And the leaders that rose up in that first gener- generation were worshipers. They'd get along with God. they worship in their hearts. In in their bedrooms, that worship in their cars, that come and lead worship in the house, and here comes the anointing. And it drew young people. The group I was with started off with 12, ended up with 2,000, like for 24 and under, that meet for like half the night on a Saturday. And leaders that are all over the world came out of that group. They're all, I mean, just major leaders. Charlie and LeBlanc—they led worship for Joyce Meyer seven years. They came out of that group. I remember them in in the old days. I mean, it's just worship was a lifestyle that was birthed through the charismatic movement. Does that make sense to you? And even the Pentecostals, even to this day, I won't go there, but they've got their line of what worship is. But the charismatic movement brought in a new depth, a new intimacy. Of seeking the Lord that no one had ever touched before but we have to be constantly reminded and challenged because worship when it begins to elevate in your life is not like the prelude for the service to something else if you treat worship lightly when you come to church you've got this right I got a half-hour fudge no, really, you don't. You're missing the part that prepares your heart. And let me say this to you. Worship's got to be carried on in your home. It's got to be carried on. It's got to be become a lifestyle and that you reverence worship. And that when you come to the house, either get here early or just when they start, you should be here. I mean, it's sad when they, no, I didn't wait to go here. She didn't tell me to do it. But you can start worship, three people. Everybody's all over the place. In five minutes, there's more and more. And finally, it fills in. And finally, about midway through the service, most people are here. Shouldn't be that way. Not if you value worship. Not if you understand that's your first ministry. Your first ministry for the Lord Jesus Christ is your loving him. That's what it is. It's your first ministry. Because how are you going to love the Lord? He says, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. How do you love him? Well, we love him through obedience. That's true. Jesus said, if you, if you obey me, or if you love me, you'll obey me. You worship God with your giving. Absolutely. When you give, you should look at it as worship. Because out of obedience to what you told me, I'm going to do this. That's why we try and encourage you to come up. We're, the only reason we try to get people to come up you don't always have to come up, but beware of routines in your Christian walk. Beware of ruts. Anything becomes a rut. And we've got to be so careful. You've got to slap yourself. Do things you don't normally do. Make yourself do places. You, I mean, you just got to shake yourself. But worship we're looking for the supernatural in 2022. Nothing will open the doors quicker, faster, more powerfully than the worship of God. And God is not fooled. He's not fooled. You can have people with their hands raised up, but they know nobody worshiping God. And be honest with you, sometimes you've got to battle with your mind. you got to take authority over your mind because your mind, if you've had a busy day and a lot of things going on, you know, your mind's going, it's like, what, wait, wait, I'm, I'm worshiping, but what? You feel like, hey, you, you up in there. But as you get over, your mind settles down. One of the greatest things to settle your mind is praying in tongues. Did you know that? You don't need a sedative. You need to pray in the spirit. You pray in the spirit. It will settle your mind. Well, I'm not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Pastor Willie and Sister minister ministered that at the end of the service. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, you should be. My, 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 my. And then another thing is, I like to do my quiet time. I sing. It's not like an Indian chant. No, it just. <laughs> the Lord understands my heart, okay? You can sing the songs of the Lord. Then sing English, but there has to be respect for worship. When you come to the house, you got to say, here's here's what you can make up your mind. I'm going to plug in. You can't plug in looking around. You can't plug in. You got to plug in. And I'm about this close to shutting the doors. If you're late, you're worshiping in the lobby by yourself. <laughs> After the worship over, you come in, find your seat. Well, you might lose people. Well, there's another church to accommodate their fleshly ways. But you remember that church you told me about you went to in North Carolina? It's just you and your wife and we're visitor, and you're worshiping, you're looking around, what's that chatter? Also? You're the only ones worshiping in this huge church. That's a so sad. I hate to say it, that's what's going on. It's you know what it is? It's a complete disrespect. For the Lord Jesus Christ. And a total misunderstanding what church is all about. Which, listen, we have got so focused on self-help ministry. that uh, no. You, let me just say a little secret about preaching. You preach where you want to go. You want revival? You have to preach it. You want healing? You got to preach it. You want people to win souls? You got to preach it. You got to preach it. Also, you got to live it. The preacher, you better live what you say you do. Yes. Yes. So, we need to preach this. I want to preach on worship. I did it about several years ago. I want to do it. Some of the things you got to go over again because we get lazy, and we get sloppy, and we get compromised. But you make a decision in 2022 when I come here. I'm going to take authority over this mind. It also helps to be a worshiper during the week. If you've never worshipped all week, it's going to take you a while to get into it. Does that make sense? Can you imagine a church, everyone's in worship, and they come in here, oh man, the lightning would hit. (laughs) What happened? Because we were touching God. And the reason we do extra worship nights, longer times, for those who want to, like I'll be here Friday, 10 to 12, I'm going to pray. You can be here, you not be here. But I, the way I make up my, this is how I run my life. I'm going to do this no matter what anybody else does. That's uh, no pressure on me. I just, you know, God, I didn't ask for this job. <laughs> uh, he gave it to me, assigned it to me. So it's on him, not me. I'm just going to do what I'm told to do and go for it myself. If you want to come along, great. But if I got to cajole you for everything, You're always going to wear three diaper pants in the spirit. And uh, I get tired of cleaning up stuff sometimes. Just uh, take care of your own stuff. I'm trying. Okay, so (laughs) it says here in the book of John. (laughs) Let's keep this spiritual. We're trying to cross over here. Um, Jesus talks in verse 23, but the hour is coming and now is. When the true worshippers, must say true worshippers. Now, that's really, whoa, 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 whoa. True worshippers. What? A, true worshippers. That's an adjective we need to slow down. True. True. You know what the word in the Greek means? Real. True means reality. Real worshipers. Now, that's Jesus, head of the church. I'm looking for real worshippers. We're going to ask ourselves the questions when we go through a worship. Am I really worshiping him? And I want to change some things up about the worship. It's great. Nothing wrong with professionalism. Nothing wrong about the execution. That's not the issue. But uh, we're going to do some flowing practicing. We need to flow more. And I see more singers need to sing. I don't know. I just got to loosen it up. There's a line there. You can't go wild. You know. People start saying, well, I got this. (laughs) She'll be coming around a mountain when she comes. (laughs) If that happens, I'm going to have a 20-foot giant shepherd's crook. I'll tell the ushers, get their person from the side around the neck and slowly drag them here. And we'll cast the devils out. (laughs) But we're not doing that. True worshipers, that's so huge. I've got to have my heart because because he talks about it. let me just read it so because I get back to it. He said true worshipers true everybody say true worshipers, true true worshipers. will worship the father in spirit and in truth. There's again that truth reality in spirit. In spirit. Worship is your spirit giving love to God. I I I can't think of another way More powerful way to show love to God than our worship. Actually, whatever you love in your life the most, you worship. That's it. You can love your hobby more than Jesus. You can love your family more than Jesus. You can love your business more than Jesus. How do I know that? It's because the time and attention you give to it. Well, I don't have time because I'm busy. Can I tell you about something in 2022? We're all busy. I always say, well, you're so busy. Well, I know you're busy. We're all, who's not busy? If you're not busy, raise your hand. I want to pray for a blessing on you. You yeah, well, I'm retired. Well, so is Roger, but he's busy. When I try to get a hold of Roger, I'm busy. He's always busy. He's like booked out several weeks. I said, what are you doing? He's got to do honey-do lists. He lives in fear. No, he doesn't. I was like, no, he doesn't. Roger. I love Roger. Roger's my, my dear brother who goes. I still get tickled. I sent him to Ukraine. Next thing I know, he's on the front line. I mean, they're shooting shells. I said, what are you doing in the front line? They need Jesus up here, too getting all these pictures of people. You know, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday a shell landed right there. Thank God I wasn't there. I said, Roger, you're hearing God. Yep, we got food, shared Jesus. Remember that? He said, Maybe time to go back. <laughs> uh, but he says, you're going to worship it in spirit and in truth. Your spirit has got to lead. It's, it's what? That's what true worship is. It's your spirit. Everybody say, your spirit. And when he says, love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that your mind's got to focus on him. Your body's got to be engaged. Your emotions, you got to, and, and what do you, what, how do I do that? You focus your mind on Jesus. You got to look at him and truly worship him. And you can be in a church of people not truly worshiping him. Yeah. Anita, not Anita Bryant, it was Anita, it wasn't Anita Bryant, another Anita. She was very well schooled. She came out of like Harvard, one of the Ivy League schools. And in the midst of all of her working, she found Christ. And then she got filled with the Holy Ghost. And she became an intense worshiper of Jesus. And she wrote a book about him. And unfortunately, she passed about five, six years after that. But she was one of the major speakers in the charismatic movement. But she would share. She said, I remember when I was sharing on worship. In the middle of my sharing, I turn around and there's Jesus on the stage with me. I'm looking at him and his eyes are filled with tears and they're splashing down his cheek onto his sandals. He said, Jesus, what's wrong? He's talking about this, that congregation right there. My people say they love me. But it's not real. It's a show. So she turned to the congregation with tears in her eyes. Because when Jesus shows up, the anointing is there. He said, we've been worshiping, quote, for all this time but let us really worship him now. And the Spirit of God fell in that place and the glory hit and people began to just cry out. He said it was a whole, it was like night and day. Worship brings his presence. Period, full stop. When his presence shows up, his power shows up. We want the supernatural. He's looking at your heart because really the supernatural comes out of an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's how well you know him. It's how close you walk with him. That's where it flows. But your ministry and my ministry, the first ministry that we've been given is to worship him. And we've got to be very careful in all the good deeds we do that we miss it. The book of Ephesus, I mean, the church of Ephesus missed it. Jesus went on to say, I know your works, they're great. But one thing against you, you've left your first love. But when she shared about Jesus crying, it hurts Jesus when we say we love him, but our heart's not engaged. Because really, that's not a true worshiper. And so much of the church is soulish. We've become so soulish that when there's a worship team up there, it's entertainment while we drink the latte. You expect the supernatural to show up? It won't. You remember the Syrophoenician woman? She had a demon-possessed daughter. And she went to get Jesus to heal the daughter. And when she went to him, Jesus told told her, well, I've not come but first for the house of Israel. Because that was his first ministry. And she was a Gentile. The Bible says she began to worship him. Very smart woman. She worshipped Jesus. She worshipped Jesus. And the power of God fell. I remember when I was in that big group, a man got up, he's about my age, I was 18, he was 18. He got up to give a testimony, he says, during worship, God healed me. He said, the power of God, he had impacted wisdom teeth. He said, look, they're straight. He totally straightened them out. How many know that's a blessing? And so healings would happen just through the, just through the worship. They would lift up the hand, up, the lift up Jesus. And then he'd just begin to flow. I remember I was 18. When I heard that testimony, I had impacted wisdom teeth. And I, was going to the, I had to go to the dentist. He showed me the x-rays. I mean, they were like sideways. As he said, uh, you need to cut them out. When I heard that testimony, I canceled the appointment. I said, if he can get healed doing worship, I can get healed doing worship, but I'm worshiping away. Nothing happened. One month went by. Two months went by. Three. Do you know what it's like to have impacted teeth that are growing sideways? You're six months later. You know, you look like Chip and Dale. <laughs> I feel like and I'll never forget it. Nine months went by, but I remember that worship. He worshipped God. I said, Lord, I'm going to do the same thing. You can't put God in a box. He'll always do it for you. He may do it for the other person, but it may be not the same time, not the same way, but he'll do it. I think God has a sense of humor. He absolutely has a sense of humor. You don't think God laughs? The Bible says he laughs. I'm working the railroad in the summer. I'm in Streeter, Illinois, Podunk Town. He had like a little one-way street, and they had this thing. I'll never forget it. They would check us in. The, the railroad had certain hotels you had to check into. This was one of theirs. It was called the Plum Line Hotel. It had like a neon red line with a plumb bob. You know, a plumb bob with a line is the way to find out what's straight. They call it the Plum Line Hotel. I step in there, and I thought I was stepping into Walt Disney Funny House. <laughs> because it's about a 30-degree angle up to the desk. <laughs> I mean, if you roll the marble, it's going to shut right out the front door. I said, um, is this a for real hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah. They checked my room. Where would you go? Go down this hall. And they told me where to go. So help me God. The hall was leaning. I'm, I'm, I'm walking like this. I said, the walls were leaning, the door, the floors. I opened my room. And it's sloping up. There, there's a bathroom in the front. It's old. Um, it's the old, uh, what's the word? Um, what's that paneling? The, um, beaded pine board, beaded, the beaded, it was all beaded, painted like a, in a, a soft wash, like sea green, everything was sea green in the room, I'll never forget it, with wood floors, you know, old ceramic stand, just, it's ancient, so I'm leaning, I'm in there, I slept that night, I get, I'm washing my face and brushing my teeth in the Plumline Hotel, which is the most crooked hotel in the world, and I got crooked teeth. I'm brushing my teeth and I'm going, ah. I was, I dropped my toothbrush in the bowl. All my teeth were level and lined up and they are to this day. I said, God, you got a sense of humor in the plumb line hotel. You take my teeth that they're out of plum and you straighten it. You're in a miracle working God. But, but, but my point is what set me off was the worship. And so I want you to get ready. I'm not going to go much longer. Bring your team. Yeah, now. I told them not to go. But they slip slide away. While they're just warming up, but I'll just... uh, But hear this word. Now, this always gets me. Listen, listen to these words, especially those in the balcony. (laughs) Um, Here's what grabs me. But the day, he talks about, but the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Now that grabs me. Just as Jesus was weeping before that world, our Lady Anita, he is looking for you and I to show him that we truly, truly love him. And we have to use our mouths, we have to use our hands. I can get into it, but the scriptures for lifting your hands is a sign of surrender. Especially jump here. I would be cool. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your whole stance is uncool. Your whole stance says, I'm all that. Can you not humble yourself? Raise your hands. The Bible says, I will bow down and worship you. That means, you know, thank God for the Catholics. At least they got a little genuflect in there. You know, they do that when you walk by the altar. At least least they had something going on. And the uh, Anglicans, you had to kneel. How many have been in churches where you had little kneeling cushions? You flipped them over? I think the Catholics have that too. I mean, there's a lot of the Catholics that go on right. They flip it and kneel. You should be able to kneel, even in church. Yes. Well, my knees. Maybe Lord would heal him if you'd kneel and worship him. It's just a thought. And this church is open, whatever you do to express worship. Watch yourself. Don't get so cool. You turn into a telephone pole at church. Raise your hands. Why well, am Tell you tell your mind to shut up and tell the left hand to have a contest with the right hand. And humble yourself. Dancing now the charismatic two step is a precursor it's a bit of a warm up. But there is a Holy Ghost dance. But you can step into it. And people that are in the Holy Ghost. I have learned from the old line Pentecostals. You can get into the dance. It literally will get in your feet. And there's an anointing in it. And you worship God with it. Yes, you do. In fact, I was with Bishop Kenyon. I was at the one of the services. And both he and Sister Tanda were just going at it like this. I mean, And I touched them. And we did it together. And the more we get... I mean I just kept doing it and you know what happened? I felt the fire of God go into me and it was like the anointing of heaven. I've done it more than once. So let me tell you, God's into it. Brother Hagen said he knew one man, a preacher. He started dancing. He was, he was, he was known as a dancer. Whenever he started preaching, he just started. He just, he was like the Fred Astaire of full gospel. But this was like Holy Ghost dancing. And then because he danced, So powerfully, and the anointing of worship came on him. He would dance from the platform and then dance in midair, go like four or five feet out, dancing in the air, turn right around and keep dancing right through the air and dance right on back here. You don't sit. Oh, yeah, that will bring special people to see. Why? God does that because it's like it's honoring me because you you give your dance to the Lord. You give your hands to the Lord. You, but listen, the most important is your spirit. Yes. Your spirit. And you know when you're engaged spiritually or not. Your wife can tell whether you're flaky sometimes. I love you, honey. You can pick up stuff on people's spirit. You just pick it up. Your spirits. Have you ever noticed something? If you stare. I try, try this sometimes. I'll try. Just like someone's not looking. At you, just stare at them. They can't see you. Just stare. Just stare. Your spirit's speaking to their spirit. There they go. Because their spirit picks someone is watching me. It's the truth. Your spirit's that sensitive. But what your spirit needs to do is saying, God, this moves me. The Father is looking for true worshipers. And so we got to say, Lord, in 2022, circumcise my heart, get rid of all the religious callousness. Get rid of all that I've done this before. Is this the same song? By the way, don't get, oh, I can't worship that song. That song's, that's that's done. I know we all have our special worship leaders. We have our special worship style, especially in a cross-cultural church like this. Well, that ain't me. So you shut off. No, you can take any song and get over there. It's a matter of your choice of yours. I'm gonna go there. Because I want to I wanna worship God. And if you don't like the words, just sing in the spirit. But what are you singing? My song in the Holy Ghost is lining up. I'm singing in harmony. But get your spirit engaged on purpose. You go home and worship God. Listen to me. Worship is your first ministry. It's my first ministry. Say in 2022, I'm stepping over over into a new realm of worship. worship. I'm going to leave leave all religion religion behind. Amen. Amen. And as a matter of fact, I want to stop with this. Can you get this for me? Put this. A case in point, Marcus, Clara, you'll agree. When we worshiped, I want to do a new format. Whenever we travel anywhere, I want worship going on. In the past, we'll just look out the window, talk to each other. That's good fellowship. We can do it some. If it's a long, long trip. But they would have all this worship. We've got to do that. That's got to be a standard. I've never had trouble with people who worship. You, if, if you're a worshiper, you won't be snarky because you're in the presence of Almighty God and he's doing a work in you. Father, Lord. Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Houghton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing whcga into the search bar on both platforms. And we hope you have a blessed week.